Okay, Jerry Paper, how are you? We have started. Um, hello. I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Um, we don't know each other, so you're like one. You're like maybe one of the first uh, podcast guests I've had that I absolutely have. My, my name's Ruben, and I reached out to you because uh, I just love your music. It's so good. Thank you. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna switch around my chairs. That's all right. All right. Okay. There we go. Nice. Um, so I just wanted to ask, like, uh, I guess we can, we can honestly talk about anything and everything yeah. and whatever you want to talk about, but you are one of the few people who released music this year. At least there's a lot of people releasing singles, but you put out, like, a full album this year. And certainly yeah. this year is not what you thought it was going to be, like... So, absolutely not so <laughs> so how's it going like how are you feeling how's the record doing how are you doing um i don't know i don't know yeah i mean it's definitely weird very weird to release music now just because i don't know i feel like the only way that i really see how I mean, I don't know. I don't really know even what how how the music is doing means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I can never really tell what's going on unless I'm at a show. Totally. And it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I felt very disconnected from uh, music this year. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I've talked to yeah. a lot of people and it kind of feels that way. Like, I don't know a, a lot of musicians who are even a lot of people don't feel motivated to write. Like, are you still are you still yeah. writing right now? How are you feeling? Uh, Barely. I mean, yeah. I kind of took like a few month break just because when have I ever been able to do that? I don't know. It just like totally. feels like I, music has been such a central part of my like sense of self for you know, since I was a young teenager. Yeah. Uh, so this was kind of the first time that it's, I mean, it, ultimately it's been like ripped away from all of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this, this is the first time where I've really taken the time to like step away and be like, who am I? Like, totally. What, what, what's going on? Um, <laughs> so I mean like that it, it's been it's been interesting to be able to do that and I think you know for a little while I was like yeah I'm doing this on purpose and then I think in the past few days I'm like I'm not doing it on purpose I, I, I miss <laughs> I miss it so much like I miss my normal life. Um, how long have you how long have you been playing music Um, I mean for you know since I was a little since I was a kid um, in some way or another just yeah you know always took music lessons played music um but what was your I, first uh because you play like you know almost everything right uh yeah everything like i feel like a lot rock of band, things like, like not very band. not very well yeah <laughs> um what was first yeah uh first i think when i was like five or six i took uh piano lessons oh cool for a little bit so yeah. that was kind of like my first thing and then i played drums for a little bit but i was never particularly good and i also didn't really have the ability to practice and mm. i was in like the rock band at school but the person who taught the rock band also had a drummer child yeah so that 
kid was always the drummer and I had to play bongos. <laughs> oh no. So it was like I you know, I just like I yeah, so Yeah. I wouldn't really say that like I played drums but like I didn't really I didn't really have I didn't really get to a point where I actually played with other people enough. Mm. But I would say like the primary instrument that when I really started focusing on music as as a creative outlet, because when I was much younger, it was really all visual art. Like mm. I was really into animation mm. and drawing. And um, that was like, and it, honestly, something I haven't done since then. So I was thinking the other day, actually, it would be interesting to like try to do that again and see if I'm so bad. Yeah. Um, but Either way, like the thing that I really focused on was bass. Like that was really mm. what like took me off into like, oh yeah, this is how I can express myself, and this is something that is very important to me. Oh whoa, yeah, bass is the one thing I haven't played like in another band. Like it's it's so it's so awesome. It's so fun. It's the best instrument. I yeah, mean, totally. It just is. Oh man, is um, do, have you had any songs that kind of started on bass? Sorry, have you had any songs that like started on bass? Uh, no, I, feel, mm. I mean, I feel like bass is a hard thing to start with. Totally. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's never, an, it can't be an ingredient on its own, really. I mean, even like, I don't know, like just longer to it as bass solos are not for me, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, the role that it plays within the larger context of band music mm -hmm. is, um, it's just good. I don't know. It just yeah. sounds good. It feels good. The the like interplay between like being a rhythmic instrument that also has some sort of melodic sense to it. Mm -hmm. um, I Did just you... like I like what it adds to music. I don't know. Have you played bass for other people's bands? Like touring is just a bass player, or no? The only person who's ever asked me to play music in their project is mm. Jackson McIntosh. Do you know? Okay. No, who that is. Uh, uh great music um but he's the only person who's ever asked me to do anything and that was play keys so <laughs> I, I do that for like a couple shows oh that's awesome um <clears throat> yeah but, i i you know. i've been like thinking of this idea of like um <clears throat> touring with other bands because i've only toured with my band i've never been like a band member me too yeah me too i've never no one's ever i mean no one really asked me to so i never <laughs> really did yeah um but yeah, I know I've only I've only toured with my I've toured solo myself and then toured you know with backing band. But How, what uh, was the big differences between playing solo by yourself and now with this band? Uh, big, pretty big difference. I mean, minus you like know, the music, but like the feeling of. Post no, no, I know. Like oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 experience yeah. as a whole is like ra radically different thing because instead of like like when you're touring in a band you know it's there's like um you're glued together like you know you gotta take your time away from them on 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 the road but like you know generally speaking like you're a unit traveling together you have friends you're you're like you don't have to like thrust yourself into like weird social situations as much mm -hmm. when you're like alone you're kind of like okay, I guess, like, here I am, and this is what we're doing. Cause, totally. Like, it, I don't know. It feels like a little more, um, f like, free and weird and, and hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, But also, like, it was also more financially feasible to do, like, 
international tours when mm. I was just starting out, which was cool. Yeah. So like, you know, I would have like very small following that was, you know, through the internet. So there would be like small international pockets. So I'd be able to like do a Europe tour for a few weeks and just play like tiny towns in France and just like end up hanging out with people. Yeah. It was very fun. And a lot of like wistful looking out of trains alone, like, you know, yeah. which is just very different than like driving through Nebraska with your friends while you all listen to the <laughs> Anthony Kiedis, like, or yeah. you, you listen to like, an audio. I was like, that was your but you all listen to like, uh, like an audiobook. Yes. You, you have these like collective experiences, which are amazing. I mean, it's amazing. They're just yeah. very different. Um, there's like, um, there's like a weird, like thing that happens when you're on tour. Like the first, maybe first couple days, everyone's just, Oh, I love this song. Check out this song. And then like you hit a peak of like, okay, I don't know, you know, and then you move the podcasts or then maybe you do something else, but like li listening as a collective in the band, like, I don't know, has all these weird different ups and downs and valleys. I know. I feel like generally speaking, it's like you got two to three days. Of uh -huh. like, this is fun. And then like, three, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, like I just got to do my own thing. Like I need time alone. Like I got to figure this out. It's more of like strategic, like socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, What's, you know, uh, it's uh, touring is a very f funny experience. I miss it so much. <laughs> really, like you know, yeah. I mean, like like you said, like that. You know, the album came out in May. I was planning, like you know, this year would have been a a big travel year, presumably. Yeah. So it's so weird. I feel like all of the structure of my life has disappeared. Whereas, mm -hmm. like you know, generally speaking, there's like the structure of my year of like what, when I'll be touring. And then within those months that I'm home, I'm able to structure things more, you know, and now it's just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what, like, I'm just like trying to figure out what to do all the time. <laughs> I've always think of my life like six months ahead. Like I'm always looking yeah. forward to something. Oh, we're going to record in six months. Okay. After that, then we're going to tour. And it's like, Oh, I'm just hanging yeah. now. Yeah. My girlfriend thought it was still. I know. April. Now it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's so confusing. Like I get emails from like a one of my booking agents being like, "So maybe like at this dates we can do." And I'm like, "Listen, I don't. Yeah. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why should I? Why should I even try? Like, yeah. <laughs> let's just see. let's just wait and see what happens. Totally. And then when it's over, we'll figure it out." <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I see a lot of people rescheduling dates for next year. I'm like, oh, that's optimistic. That's very optimistic. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's all looking good for us. And what about the drive-in shows? Does that seem like that sounds such a bummer? It's so weird. <laughs> like, I can't even playing to cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's like really. That's like really dipping into like Wally kind of vibes. You know, yeah. everyone's like in their own personal little pods. Like, have you seen that movie? That Disney movie? Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah. So I feel like we're just getting closer and closer to that. Like every day. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, man. Uh I've been I've been I've talked to a few uh people uh about you. I'm a big fan. I know your drummer, Teddy. I don't know if he's still playing drums with you, but Teddy was playing drums oh, yeah. with you for a little bit. I, I saw Teddy. you uh, Yeah, awesome, great drummer. Um I saw How you know Teddy. Through Gardens and Via, because he was playing drums for them for a little while. And we're both from oh, Santa cool. Barbara, and they live in L.A. now. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, I saw you at the Lodge Room in, uh, I guess, in 2018. 2018. Was that 
it was my bass player's birthday. Possibly. It was uh, the Lodge Room. I think it was June. I think, 2000. 2000. I think, I think 2018. It was... I'm pretty sure it was in June. It was, what, probably June 1st. Definitely before, like, a baby came out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, I was listening to the show. Um, I had just met my girlfriend at the time. We went to the show. And I heard all these songs. I was like, oh, my God, all these new songs are so, so good. Like, was there a feeling around like a baby like you knew that oh maybe this album's kind of different like just just by writing maybe in the writing process or the touring process of like i think this record's gonna be special uh i don't know i mean i hope all of them are special totally. I, I think i just like um you know it was the first one for stone's throw which is was cool um but i don't know i mean you know they're all every record is its own journey yeah like a full you know totally so i don't know i just remember yeah at least i wish i could answer that question better (laughs) i think that's a thing for fans to kind of think about you know because i saw you and i was like oh this record's (laughs) gonna be insane like but when you're in the the motions of it it's all the same you know well Um, it's like it's all crazy (laughs) (laughs) did you record that one yourself uh no that one i recorded in toronto with um Maddie Tavares from Batman Not Good, mm. formerly of Batman Not Good. Um, we recorded in the Bad Bad studio there, and um, it was mostly me and Maddie mm. doing the recording. There were a few other people who came in and helped. Um, this drummer, Evan Cartwright, uh, also from Toronto, played on that record. Cool. He also played on the new record. Um, and um this person con uh yeah uh, there were uh, you know a few people like coming in and out and and doing things um but generally it was me and maddie how many uh, and i think i read somewhere you spent nine days making it no that was uh toon time oh two time was in nine days that, i think that was 14 days something yeah maybe it was 12 days i it was like we did one three day no no one five days stint and then one nine day stint that was mm. it like yeah. in may or something i went for five days and then in uh september or august i went for nine and we just like banged it out i think there's like um, a... no this one took a couple weeks Mm. took a couple weeks of like recording and then i did some recording at home and Mm. mixing at home there's like a steve albini quote i don't normally quote steve albini but i will right now (laughs) but he says like if a record takes longer than 10 days to make you're doing something wrong obviously that's like in a punk mentality like i'm I'm, (laughs) but like i always thought i always thought about that yeah is that like i don't know and then I, i read that quote that you worked in that album. I was like, Oh, maybe he likes doing records in 10 days. Like I've recorded records in 10 days and it fucking well, what's sucks. The, I mean, how do you <laughs> also like, how do you really define doing it? In, like working on a record, like what, like just yeah. the recording process or the yeah. mixing too? Like, what are you talking mm, about there? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to ask Steve Albini, but I'm assuming, yeah. he means, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he means tracking. That's my just guess. tracking. Yeah. yeah. I think you could track in sense. 10 days. It's going to be like kind of stressful, but I think you could. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to have everything planned out. I feel like, I don't know, the the record, Abracadabra, the more the recent one. one. Yes. Um, 
that one was more like studio experimentation just because I was recording it in the Stone Throw studio, which is mm. close to my house. I had like a little more, it was a little more like leeway in time. Yeah. I could spend like trying things out and playing with different studio techniques, um, which was super fun. Just That's like, awesome. you know, having access to things that I yeah never had access to before. So yeah. <laughs> I was able to just like play around, try to make a hi-fi record. Totally. Fun. Is that studio? That's the studio that's in Highland Park? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to walk by there. I, I used to live on 53rd and uh, Monta Vista, right next to that. Oh, nice. That place that has the good sandwiches. They, yeah. Uh, uh, I used to walk by Stone's Throw a lot. Just like cool. try to peek in, and then someone's looking at me like, why are you looking in here? <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get a peek. But that's <laughs> such a cool, um, that's such a cool label. Like that, like for, for like oh years it seemed like it was just a hip-hop label but with like you los retros and uh uh mild high club it feels like they're branching out and i don't know yeah i mean they've been they've always done their own thing yeah i feel and it sounds like they kind of give you the freedom to do whatever you want yeah definitely that's really no um they don't they don't have any like uh i don't know input on the records which is cool that's so cool yeah. What else could you what else could you ask for, I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I asked the internet for some questions and 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 somebody asked uh they wanted to know how the collaboration with Wise Blood came together. Um I've known Natalie for years. Um and yeah, I mean I knew her in New York uh when we both lived there and then um I think we both moved to LA around the same time and hmm. Um, I was just like, I don't know, I was trying to record a version of Like a Baby in my basement and just like doing as much as I could. And I was just texted her and was like, hey, do you want to sing on this? And she came over and did oh, it. That's and awesome. It turned out totally good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, another yeah. thing I read, somebody also asked about <laughs> drum microphone placements and placements. I don't know yeah. if you want to get too deep into um, that, but go ahead. I mean, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, the microphone you're using right now. Do you do a lot of vocals with that? Oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AKGs. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, drums. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not yeah. an engineer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your setup at home? You said you also record some stuff at home. Is it kind of just like a basic focus, right? Or like what kind of stuff? Are you using? Uh, yeah. I mean, I do some stuff at home, not like a ton. Mm. Um, I mostly do like demoing stuff. Oh, okay, um, cool. And then like, I'll do like, I don't know, sometimes I do soundtracks for things and I'll do that at home. Mm. Oh um, yeah. I but... watched, uh, the day world oh yeah day world yeah that's the best that's it was hilarious yeah i know i wish there was more of that <laughs> um i watched that uh and i just like was thinking about it made me think about the first time i started watching adult swim i don't know if you're a big fan of of that channel and mm-hmm. uh it just made me feel like oh man I really have been. I like. I was in the sixth grade when Adult Swim came out, so I, like. I was. I don't know. What's your relationship with Adult Swim? Not professionally, but just like the kind of content that it's produced. Like I, I see. I see like a lot yeah, of like. I mean, similarities I, there. When I was 
a kid too i just like you know i was i was really into animation mm-hmm. when i was much younger so i just loved cartoon network in general um mm. just loved watching cartoons hanna-barbera cartoons like um so i remember also like when i was able to just stay up a little late and then it would be like space coast coast to coast yes. and the brack show like i just remember like loving that shit so much yeah um so it was uh yeah i don't know i mean as a, as a kid i remember it being it being a very exciting totally thing. yeah did you see uh, they're all on uh, hbo max now Oh, all the old shows. Some uh, they have they have a pretty good collection. Like Space Ghost is there, Brack is there. Sweet. They just added Tim and Eric. I'm trying to think who else is on there, but yeah, Tim and Eric, um, massive influence I think on a lot of people. Uh, but I I do notice yeah, there's like a, a yeah I, I I love a lot of the videos you're I see you in because it feels like an Adult Swim kind of vibe, and I was always just curious on the uh, the influence there and how much how much there was. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I work with people who do a lot of work with Adult Swim and cool. I also like do a bit of work with Adult Swim, That's um, awesome. doing like music for different things for them. So there's definitely a crossover. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like Alan Resnick, um, who has done a bunch of great little like short film things on Adult Swim. Uh, did one of my videos from the last album. Uh, yeah. Was going to do one for this one until pandemic hit. Totally. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. How serious were you with uh, animation? How how close were we to just never hearing your pro- your music and just you? Uh, I mean, it was like right? all I it was all I wanted to do when I was like eight. So oh, okay. it didn't get much further than that, but like <laughs> I was like obs- like obsessed. Like that was, it was my um, yeah, that was my fantasy. Nice. And when did music? When did music take over? Uh, I, I mean, I didn't really start taking it more. I wouldn't say seriously so much as like it. It didn't start to become like a creative focus until I was like fourteen, maybe. Mm. Um, and then I would just like spend a lot of time just like making albums in my room. So I would just like be like, okay, now I'm going to write 13 songs and record them. And then I would just like make an album and be like, cool, I made an album. Now it's time to make another one. Just like make albums. Are, um, those, are those albums anywhere? Fun. No, no. I mean, they're just <laughs> like, they were just like a like teenager making music for fun. Yeah. I mean, not, not that there's really that much difference between what I do now and then, but it was just like, you know, it's, kids are s- stupid. And <laughs> <things> they make <laughs> or... <laughs> Like I, I wouldn't want to let's do it. <laughs> I think I've been pretty maybe, fortunate. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's of interest to somebody, but I, I, oh, uh, the diehards. I, I don't know. I'd have to find, I'd have to find them. Um, yeah. I think I've been pretty fortunate that MySpace like wiped away all the music. So now all my old high school bands are just, they're gone. The music's gone. There's yeah. no proof. Does MySpace still exist? Oh yeah. You're talking to a, uh, you're talking to a MySpace artist of the year of the, of the month. You know, uh, I think like in 2015 or something weird like that. It was <laughs> so, it was so weird. It? It's made it into this new decade. I'm going to look it oh, up right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. I just got an email that someone tried to connect with me on MySpace. 
on my burner ah, MySpace.com still exists. Oh, yeah. Ariana Grande's on here. We got exactly. Fighters. Rock and roll. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> it has to be Ooh, losing. There's no way they make money on that on that website anymore. Like, yeah. Who, goes I mean, on there? who uses it? I guess the Mariah Carey does. <laughs> According to the homepage. Yeah. <laughs> very confusing. Yeah. It's very confusing what my face is right now. It's so I know. Weird. I haven't uh, tried to log in fun. in a very, very long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, another thing I saw you on is uh, Eternal Family on YouTube. What's the story behind yeah. that channel? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's not a YouTube channel. It's it's a full on streaming service. Oh, it's, its own website. You can get like an app on Apple TV and watch really? watch stuff. It's oh yeah. It's it the the YouTube is just to promote the oh. shows. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, there I I do. Well, I was doing a couple shows on there. I I more consistently do one, but mm -hmm. there's one that's just like experimental animation mixed with uh, like. I'll pump out like 10 or 11 minutes of like um, just kind of experimental music and yeah. then someone will do animate to it. So we have two episodes of that one called transmissions from boink. Cool. And then um, I have my own show called Jerry paper teaches. Yep. Um, which is super fun. We just did a live stream version on oh, eternal really? TV. The, the website is eternal TV. We'll put it um, up there. We, yeah. Yeah, we just did a, a live stream that was like a remix contest for the previous episode of the show. Um, which was so fun that uh, it's awesome. archived on there. If you, I will definitely, it's like five yeah. bucks a month. It's a really cool service. It started by one of my best friends, someone I love deeply. Yeah. Cole Kush, mm -hmm. Um, who, yeah, it's like kind of, I don't know. I mean, I think it's growing into like, uh, you know, worker owned creative collective, thing mm -hmm. of like uh you know the only streaming service that operates like that where totally the the proceeds are like if you subscribe for five bucks you know 60 percent of that goes to the creators who are making the things 40 percent just goes to like running the back end of the website which is yeah you know um yeah it's extremely cool and wonderful and there's so much good stuff on there there's like a lot of you know weird new shows there's um like mac demarco has like a That's recording right. techniques show there's yeah. like um you know my friend jason harvey is actually doing a live stream today mm. uh, in an hour which i think will be very good he's like one of the funniest people I know. that's awesome i love him very much yeah um but yeah that's but great yeah, to have, have a lot of like a film board of Canada stuff too like kind of like weird documentaries yeah. yeah yeah it's great it must be great to have something like other than music to be able to be creative uh with and to do something like that yeah definitely yeah I mean it's always good to have many outlets mm -hmm. that's um, that's the whole reason the point of this thing like you know, it's yeah. just, it's just something to do. That makes and, sense. And it's, <laughs> it's like something, yeah, yeah. I, it's like something I can put out that isn't me. Like I can't release a song like every week, but I can do a podcast yeah, every yeah, week, yeah. you know? Um, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, someone wanted to know your favorite city pop record. I don't know if you're a big city pop fan. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm not good at favorite. Yeah. I'm not good at that concept. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I, there are a lot of city pop records that I like. Mm. Um, some I even love, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to choose a favorite because I always, feel like it just depends on what um, I'm in the mood for, you know, what time I'm, of day it is, what yeah. activity I'm putting it on during. Am I driving? Am I doing dishes? Am I just yeah. sitting there? Yeah, I always, I always, uh, I always have such a big problem with the names. Like, I could tell you the album art, I could tell you what it looks yeah. like, but I couldn't tell you yeah. the artist's name, or it's like. I mean, I can't remember the name of any song or any artist. I can't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have that kind of, like, catalog, like, memory of, like, oh, yeah, the, like, 1995 yeah, recording of yeah. this. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know most song names that I like. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love it. But, like, I don't know. It just how do you remember all this stuff? It's just a whole bunch of words. I know. Uh, I did a podcast the other day, and they asked me, "So, what are you listening to right now?" And I'm like, "I don't really listen to music that often." Like, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Like, because <laughs> your your world is so involved with music that's sometimes hard to listen to music. Uh, it depends. It depends. I mean, it just depends on where I'm at. Mm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've been I, through the pandemic. I've been going through phases of like can't stop listening to music, and then like can't think of what I want to listen to. I, I find that I like exhaust my things that I love mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Like I'll listen to the same album like for a week straight, and then yeah. be like, I can't listen to that album for <laughs> a little while. What was one uh, of those albums recently that made you do that? Uh introduction by mr fingers hmm. that's been one i've been cool really into i just been like lately pretty much the thing that's been resonating with me the most is techno and, and house oh really um yeah it's just like the best music it's yeah the best music that's awesome um that's like a major yeah. blind spot for me i had an ex who was like really into like techno and house and and I, I have some knowledge of some stuff now, but like before I really had nothing, you know, I know yeah. the music, the music feels better with you or the music sounds better with you. I know that song. Yeah. That's probably like saying, I know the Beatles, but like, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. as far as I've gotten. Oh, you, you should, you should listen to this, uh, Mr. Fingers record. I, I feel okay. like it's like the, f- it's like the perfect music. Yeah, it just right. sounds so good. <laughs> it really just sounds so good. I also had this interesting experience with um, not Mr. Fingers, but Fingers Inc., which is like mm. a band that he was involved with. Um, there's this Fingers Inc. record that is extremely strange. Um, and we were like listening to it a little bit on this tour. And like, I feel like no one was like loving it. And then in New Orleans, um, we all like ha- we had a day off and we took some acid and um, there was just this one moment where we put that album on. It was yeah. just me and my guitar player and we just like really it just like clicked. I was like, oh yeah, all this like 
just vocal soloing like crazy over this yeah. weird music makes so <laughs> much sense to me now. And now it's like, I love it. There's this one line, I can't remember. Um, uh, yeah, this is one line where, where someone just keeps saying like, oh, that flavor is not for me, like over and over again. It's so good. It just makes me so happy. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, um, you know, like a, an acid trip or something like that can really like open, open, open it up to new experiences, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, that, when I was a teenager, that, that unlocked disco for me. Really? Yeah. It was, uh, I, yeah, I was like very closed off. I was very closed off as a teenager in general and just like very stubborn and very much like had ideas, very clear ideas of like what is good and what is not mm-hmm. good. Um, but like just had a series of like unlocking experiences where i was like actually like maybe there are many different kinds of good and many yeah. different ways to experience the world and totally you know, became i think a bit of a more open person yeah uh, my uncle was going my my uncle was like falling into his schizophrenic phrase like right when we were getting towards the end of high school and he went on this crazy rant one night and i was just like listen to him go through this rant and uh, it was just about like what makes good and bad music. Nothing. It's all subjective. It's all like I was like, wow. And that that's why I was like, you know what? I need to drop my fucking ego and just like if it's good, it's good. And that's why I have a problem with uh, the the phrase guilty pleasure. I don't have guilty pleasure. Yeah. I like it. if I like it, I like it. And I you know, totally. I mean, I think one of the best ways to look at it is like, how does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. And- like if you're listening to music that you think sucks, but it makes you laugh and you think it's like, it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just laughing, that's good. That means, yeah. that means the experience is good. It is, it gives you something that is, that feeds you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like it can really like expand your idea of like, I don't know how to engage with music and how to appreciate certain things that are, you know, you initially are turned off by it because you're like, well, this isn't like good. Yeah. You're like, well, but it's it's pretty freaking good. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's all about feeling like it, that's how I feel with like uh, modern music that I hear on the radio. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't like this. Why am I liking it? Well, maybe because I just like it and I should just like it. I yeah. Know. I mean, it's programmed for you to like it. Yeah. They made it <laughs> so that you'll like it. Mm hmm. And it works every time. That's why. That's why people like pop music because yeah, they true. made it for you to like it. <laughs> Was it, it? Yeah, it's true. Um, is there a pop a song like that for you that you're like, oh, I shouldn't like this, but it's so good. I mean, I I don't have the I shouldn't like this. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I like lots of pop music. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like that with Ariana Grande. Every time she releases a song, I'm like, wow. That's a Wait, great... Ariana, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some, a good, great pop some good Ariana Grande songs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we can, we can always... <laughs> we can move on, man. I had some questions. Uh, I saw something... Uh, I read a, I read a bunch of interviews yesterday prepping for this because I don't like asking the same questions. and But, like, you know, you can always touch on stuff. But, like... Uh, who are your like seventies Brazilian idols? I've noticed you've talked a lot about loving Bossa Nova and and you know seventies Brazil music. Like, who are some of your people? Um, yeah, I, I really like Hilden. 
Mm. Uh, Narua Nachuva na Fazenda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but that sure. is an incredible record. Um, Chico Borke, Construção is a really good record. Yeah. Uh, Edu Lobo. Uh, I can't remember what the Edu Lobo album is called. Uh, uh, I can't conjure yeah. it. Um, I really like this Javan record called uh a voz of violao i think it's called mm. um there's i don't know there's a, there's a lot i mean there's there's so many so many good uh totally. the feminina by joyce yeah those are whatever, great records however, man, however yeah. you actually pronounce her name mm-hmm. um yeah there's there's so much so, have you so seen that have you seen that label mr bongo yeah that's a great label man i, I found some very great seven inches because of that that label cool. yeah that's all yeah i'd love uh have you have you listened to sandra desa no oh she's like tim maya's niece oh it's Wait, sandra what sandra desa d-e-s-a but it's two different sandra desa I can't remember the name. It's like something about city last. Oh, wait, you know what? I think I actually, I think when I was in Brazil, someone gave me this record or or a record of hers. Ooh. Like a weird, like 80s record. I I didn't love it, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't that good, but maybe it was just not a very good record. No, yeah. There's only like one song I really love, but the song I love is the banger. Cool. I would love to check I, it out. Dude, I will email it to you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tim Meyer, Marcos Valley. Those are some of the people like we usually listen to a lot of that while we're on tour. Um, yeah. Especially when you're on the road, like just trying to listen to some international music because you're just kind of listening. I don't know. How are you with uh, – do people give you a lot of like demos on tour? Do you like that? Um, you know, it doesn't happen that often. There was one tour where every show someone gave us a demo and mm-hmm. every band had the word velvet in the Ooh. name of the band, which is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it became like a joke because it was just everyone just kept it was like every band has the same name. This is crazy. It's they all, all sounded so different, but they yeah. all had like basically the same band name. It's very funny. Um but yeah, no, uh I don't get I don't get demos so much. I mean, I don't know what, 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 I mean, I guess people, people email me demos mm. a lot. Um, but I don't really know what they want me to do with it. Cause it's yeah. like, I don't like, I, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> totally. I, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely trying to help myself. That's why I always tell people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. That's a, that used to be my main move growing up though. I go yeah. to like a, a doctor dog show and I drop it off at their merch guy. Oh, I mean, me too. Really? I'm, not, I'm yeah. not criticizing people because I was for sure in the same position. I oh, that's hilarious. That yeah. Uh, I remember like giving Devendra Banhart my like his burned CD. Of totally. But it's just like, I've been yeah. in that position and then now to be in this position to be like, yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, <laughs> I don't run a record label. Like, I can't. I can't help you. I know. Oh, man. Yeah, I love it. There's still something <laughs> like ritualistic about it in indie rock or just in rock no, and roll. No, it's like, sweet. I mean, it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so funny. 
Um, but yeah, exactly. What the hell can I, I can barely help myself. And, but I did read somewhere that you, you like it, this kind of connects, like you asking, um, the dude from mile high club to talk to peanut butter wolf for you. Uh, that seems like something for me that would give me so much anxiety. And I don't know if I could like ever reach out to one of my friends who was on the label. Like, was that scary for you or did you just like, did it felt natural? Uh, no, I mean, it was pretty casual. I mean, cool. uh, you know, I just, I feel like if you have, Talking to your friends isn't that hard. That's true. But asking, I have problems with asking for things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, they don't have to do it. True. It's not going to ruin your relationship. Yeah, that's true. You can just say no or like, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with that. And then you go yeah. like, totally. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just like, I, you know, I'd, I'd finished like a baby and I was like, cool, I have this record. Like, I got to figure out how to put it out. But, like, I want someone to hear it. And I, like, I wasn't on the label that I was working with before. So I was just trying mm. to figure out what to do. Mm. Um, well, I'd like, I'd sent the album to the label that I was on and they were like, oh, yeah, actually, we don't want this. So, so then I was like, just kind of in this position where I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to put this album out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just reached out to Alex and was like, "Oh hey, man, will you talk to Peter Werewolf, please?" He yeah, said, yeah, no problem. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I think I think um, I think that's such a scary position to be in to be like in between records and you're showing it to the label and I don't know. That sounds so scary to me. How did you handle How did you handle that time? Was it scary for you, or were you? I mean, that's, I feel like it's, that's the inevitable part of being a musician who's not like super famous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you just like, you're just, you, you're always going to be going through like peace and valleys. Like, okay, I, I got to figure out something like, okay, I have a little bit of stability. Nope. It, there's like no stability yeah. in this kind of life. So yeah, um, really like there's, there's barely even the illusion of stability, which I feel like comes with like other, other kinds of work totally. um but there's like there's just no illusion of stability no, no matter where you are it always feels like your world's about to fall apart um so i don't know i guess i maybe have just become callous to to that and that like might feel yeah. feel a little like it just feels like this is this is what my life is is never being it's sure what <laughs> what's gonna happen <laughs> it's the life we unfortunately all of us chose and it's like so i don't know i'm i get i guess freaked out all the time i, I never used to be it so freaked I mean, out though doesn't feel like a choice totally i don't know what else i would do yeah oh man yeah touring touring is gone uh recording i guess yeah i guess that's the best we can do is just do demos at home right now and and wait it out yeah i've been trying to like grow plants like i haven't Ooh. I've, I've never been able to like have a garden because i'm yeah touring and stuff so trying to do that and what? trying to figure out maybe how i can get that going even after i tour because i i quite like it what do we got going right now in the garden um growing some thai chilies some tomatoes uh i had a bunch of other stuff but it, i've just it, this is my first time doing this and i've historically been extremely bad at keeping plants alive so mm -hmm. this was kind of like exercise not only in like i want to learn how to do this but also like i am quite bad at this yeah and i want to do something that i'm bad <laughs> at that i can like fail at so that i can mm -hmm. learn 
and just let myself like go through this experience of like fucking it up and then trying to do better over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it's also just such a long process (laughs) of like growing plants and you're like, things are going so well. And then all of a sudden, like two days later you come and you're like, Oh, this is, looks like there's some sort of, infestation <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I had some i had some like carrots and stuff mm-hmm. that got infested with aphids and you know i there's been issues um but i'm growing some weed which is fun i'm That's growing awesome. some san pedro cactus i got some uh i i got what i thought was a watermelon sprout from a Ooh. friend who, who had sprouted it and it was kind of like looking fucked up but now it has become clear that it's cantaloupe. So oh, good. It's uh, it's look that one's looking pretty good. Um, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, I was like getting so annoyed at the beginning of the pandemic with like the lines at the grocery store. I was like, oh, I'll just grow my own kale. So I started doing <laughs> that, and then I don't know, it fell apart. Like you said, it's like trial and error. You know, maybe the next time I grow kale, it will be yeah. better. And yeah. I just feel, yeah, I just feel like very committed to being, not only being okay, but like very much acknowledging from the start that like this will probably go badly and Mm. I want, and I, and I want to like use that as an opportunity to grow and like Mm -hmm. learn instead of just being like, this fucking sucks. And then like, (laughs) stop, (laughs) which I feel like is like, you know, a pretty, yeah, I think that's a healthy, healthy response. Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know. Do you cultivate. do you think you use cultivate, uh yeah. do you think you kind of have that mindset for a lot of things you do in life? Uh yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, definitely like when I don't have that mindset, I am paralyzed and I don't end up doing anything. So mm. like when I'm making music and I'm thinking about getting it right, then I end up not making music. But if yeah. I'm making music just because I'm okay with writing a bad, like if I'm writing a song and I'm okay with writing a bad song, then the song will get done. Mm-hmm. But if I'm writing a song and I'm like, this song has to be so good, then I I will never finish writing that song. Yeah. Uh, because it's... I'll just be paralyzed by being like, is this good? And I'm like, what is no, who, what, what, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. I'm just making music because that's, this is my way of expressing myself. If I get lost in, you know, the uh, idea that I have to do it right, then yeah. I'm lost in like a weird framework that actually has nothing to do with music. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a great way to battle like writer's block, which is just like get it done, just like finish something, even if it's not like how you may want it, but just to say it's done and it's important to be able to complete. Well, yeah, things, I think yeah. I mean, you don't really get to i don't know it just depends on how you write music i mean i think that's like when we're talking about pop music it's like pop music is made to be good Mm -hmm. it's made to be like digestible and you know like you hear it and you're like fucking this is all the parts come together to create what has worked over and over and over again for forever yeah whereas like if you're just making music for because you love making music it's not going to sound like pop song it's going to sound like whatever you have to get out at that moment true um which like again like there's nothing wrong with either way they're just not the same (laughs) um 
with your lyrics, I've noticed that they're, you know, in the best way, they're all over the place, like in the best way, you know, like they're, they seem like they're about different stories. Are these stories about your life or perhaps stories that you read, read somewhere or? Um, sorry, uh, what's the question? Uh, with your lyrics, like, where's the, I don't want, I hate the word inspiration, but like, are they, are these lyrics about your life or are they about like maybe a story you read somewhere or cause they seem to be. Uh, I mean, I think it, like generally, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know how to answer that question. I, I yeah. think everything is about my life or my everything is about my experience of the world mm. it just they don't necessarily have like the details of my life yeah like if you're writing a story and and like i don't know when people say like write what you know they don't mean like write the literal scenarios that happen in your life they mean write the experiences of like disappointment or like joy like the the experiences that you have in the world and you can map them onto different stories so in the past few records i've been writing stories that totally. that aren't necessarily like taken from my life but i think they do reflect aspects of my experience of the world mm. um so they're i would say that they're stories yeah um, that's that yeah I, that i write to explain my the way that i experience the world mm, yeah because i was thinking about the the lyrics in hala seem like you know maybe you read that maybe that's like a news story you read and then you maybe put that to a song it just talks about doing you know but i guess the crimes you talk about in that song the crimes you know uh are no i mean choi, choi is about like choi is about like um you know i guess the, the point of that song is to get into the head or like to to i don't know i mean a lot of it comes from like being on tour and mm. um like i don't know when you're whenever you're driving through the southwest there's always like these weird little desert towns or even like joshua tree or something when you totally. meet like the yeah what's, what's up uh yeah oh hold on one second no worries Um, basically just like to, to understand a certain way of looking at the world mm. and like this feeling of feeling like, uh, you know, like you're a victim. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like this victim mentality of the American right in mm -hmm. particular was something that I don't know. I, I just felt like to explore that in not such a, Mm, caricature-ish well, maybe, maybe that's not the right word but like uh, to explore that in a way that's not just like look at this right wing idiot but totally. to look at like just a person who might have some experiences that you relate to and some that you don't so like you know someone who lives in the desert and likes to play the piano and yeah. uses a lot of lip balm like I don't know just like trying to create this experience um that wasn't so straightforward, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's a yeah. That seems like a great um, way to look at the world, and maybe even like a great writing exercise for people. Like, 
I think a lot of people who do listen to this podcast are just like aspiring musicians and writers. Cause that's like the people who DM me and tell me they love it. So yeah. it's like, I think, I think it's great for people to hear that, man. Like you can kind of like get inspiration from anywhere and you don't always have to write about yourself or this is the way you conceptualize the world. Yeah. Or like you take, you know, you take an experience that you have of like, I don't know, like, let's say you are going through a breakup. You don't have to write a song about a breakup. You can, there are like a million different kinds of loss that a person can experience in the world. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be so literal all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I think it can be interesting to map experiences onto different stories and, and investigate like the feelings that you have through um, different things or like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like mm, I, yeah, maybe there's no, way that i can explain that clearer <laughs> right now that's okay yeah um another song uh my girlfriend asked me to talk to you about was reprogram yourself uh mm. and what's that song about and what well what does that song mean to you and how'd that song come about uh i mean definitely you know it was written very much when i was you know a college student um i think it was I mean, it was it was right around not I think I know it was right around the uh, Occupy Wall Street protests mm. and very much like that, that uh, feeling of feeling like, can we actually change and will the world be okay? I don't know. Yeah. And it's just like leaving it in a place where like, I don't I like I have yeah. no idea. We'll see. And like, will things get better? <laughs> will they get worse I, like I don't know can we change the and, fucked up way that our society works like I hope yeah. so and it's been a while since Occupy Wall Street and do we still we still don't have answers no I mean I do think that it had a profoundly positive impact yeah. on the world I mean mm -hmm. you know it's it's funny because so much of like the the popular rhetoric around Occupy Wall Street was, was like a waste of time and it mm -hmm. they didn't it wasn't wasn't clear what they were asking for and all these things and it was like it was for sure a hundred percent clear and yeah. it had a lasting impact impact yeah. on you know getting young people to look at the you know the the world and see what American culture is and what American capitalism is and mm -hmm. and to understand like how you know lopsided this society is. Um, so I, I mean, I think it was, I think it was yeah. a success for sure. Yeah. And it got the conversation up like, and, and that was like the precursor to Bernie Sanders having such a, I would consider exactly. a successful. Bernie would not have been a major candidate Yeah, if Occupy Wall Street hadn't been a thing. Totally. Just like, I mean, I, you know, the, the protests these days, like they might not have the as immediate of an impact as we want them to but i very much believe that we will see a shift in the culture totally. in the next decade totally because that was you know walking by wall street was like a decade ago basically and that's kind of how i also feel about bernie like i think bernie was great and it showed that these ideas could run and be successful now i think we'll actually see something happen with this next wave of politicians who get older people who are our age who get more serious about politics and yeah i think we'll i think we'll see something i hope so the needle will be moved I again so. i mean you know? yeah again 
Yeah. That's, uh, anyway, yeah. that's what that song is about. <laughs> it's about this feeling of like, can we do it? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we don't have to completely rant it's about it. It's funny because I didn't realize that it sounded like a love song. It totally does. Um, until much later, like, because people, you know, se- seemed to suggest to me that that's what they thought it was about for so long when I would tour and stuff and I would talk to yeah. people at shows. She had. So I started a, doing like an intro at some shows that were about like you know this is not a love song this is about <laughs> culture about the world. Oh, that this that is what I wrote that about. But also whatever it means to you is that's what it means. Yeah, so, my funny. girlfriend had that on her Tinder bio. That's how that's how I was like oh she's a Jerry Paper fan. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Um, also, that happened to me in 2008 with uh, Radiohead. People started like making out next to me during fake plastic trees. I was like, you know, this isn't like a <laughs> romantic. Oh, it's this Radiohead song um, uh, called Fake Plastic Trees. I was a massive. Ra- I don't really listen to them anymore. But in 2008, I was just graduated high school. And it's like the song yeah. kind of talking about just like, I don't know, the environment and how we're just going to have fake plastic trees. And it's like this thing. And then people were just making out all around me. I was like, this is not <laughs> a makeout song. Like, this is not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I think it's funny. good. Yeah, I think songs can have a different meaning. I thought I thought reprogram yourself had to do with like DMT or something like that, like literally reprogramming no. your your brain. No, I mean it was you know the the language is borrowed from um, uh, programming and metaprogramming the human mm-hmm. biocomputer. It's this like uh, John C. Lilly book. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like you know skimming that at the time it didn't really yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i read it because it's just (laughs) like a fun kind of like like wordy pseudoscience essentially Mm -hmm. um but i very much like enjoyed like skimming it and looking at different ideas and playing with those ideas um so the you know the the phrasing is borrowed from that but Mm. the you know the song itself is, is more about we're about yeah. People gonna be okay. Ah, I know. I th- I feel that. Uh, a few more questions, and then I'll let you go. Thanks so much for for talking to me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I was gonna ask one thing I missed while we were talking about Day World. Did you like scoring? Do you like doing that kind of stuff? I, there... I freaking love it. I mean, yeah. I wish people more people would ask me to do it. It's I mean it. It's so fun. Um. Yeah. What are some of the challenges? I I scored one project for a friend and it was like, it was harder than it seemed. I mean, it just depends on who you're working with. Like Day World in particular was just that. That's like the dream project because that was with Cole Cush, Mm -hmm. who, you know, proprietor of uh, Eternal Family. Um, Yeah. I mean, him and I just have a very good working relationship. Like we really... Um, respond well to each other mm-hmm. and very much like it's it's just extremely easy to work with because like to work on that project was just me making music sending it to him being like okay. great I like it awesome and it'll be like cool so that was it that's that's fine and then like there are certain other people that I've worked with that are it, it can be similar in certain ways and yeah I think it just depends on how much your sensibilities jive your Mm -hmm. your, like artistic sensibilities because if you're working with someone who 
like there's certain people you work with who will just be like yeah i want something that's like very specifically this yeah trying to find emotions yeah like like getting the emotion of the scene and trying to match it with the music is like yeah i see i find that i find it to be fun i think especially because like so much of my musical life has been like songwriting and like Mm -hmm. writing things that feel like an expression of myself it's really fun to to look at making music as more of like a a puzzle of like how can i make music fit into this visual context and i'm not even worried about myself in it like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's like it's funny because it's like um so it's like taking music and putting it into this like very functional context but at the same time there's something really nice about like taking your ego out of it and just Mm -hmm. like making music that serves a purpose like there is something actually very beautiful about that instead of like i feel like you're selling out your music or whatever like it's just like you're you're i don't know using it in like the context of like i'm making using music to make some money and like do a job and it's but it's honestly, it's fun. It's a fun challenge. It's a fun puzzle. Making music is fun and being yeah. able to like, you know, have a challenge and have a problem that you have to solve using music is is something that I enjoy very much. Uh, if anyone is listening to this and wants to give yeah. me work, please do. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's get you some gigs. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's awesome. funny. I I post I like posted something on Twitter maybe in the past several months. I have really no sense of time. Um, and i was like hey like if anyone wants to like i'll do scores i'll do all these things and like so many people reached out to me really and then, but like with the, with the idea that like i would do it for free and i was like oh. no sorry that that's not that's not what i was saying <laughs> <laughs> it's like i need work <laughs> yeah. i need work right now i'm not looking yeah. for like just like a lot of free labor i can do for it for random people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which like of course like respect yeah like I totally get it, but like it was just uh, very funny. I'm like, no, that's not what I was. Saying. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I. Um, how do you feel about Patreon and things like that? I feel like everyone's getting a Patreon now. I just started a Patreon. Ooh. I'm actually doing my first thing with it tomorrow, um, Friday, the 9th of October. Cool. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll see if it yeah. works. I, I I generally try to avoid things that make me be at a computer, but also mm-hmm. I have to do that. I have to. So, yeah. uh yeah, tomorrow I'm like doing this like monthly thing where I'll because I I kind of like I like write my songs and then I kind of forget about them until I have to teach them to my backing band. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I then forget about them again. So the thing is I'm doing like once a month, I'm going to do this live stream where I relearn one of my songs. Oh, that's awesome. An audience Um, through zoom. Because I just like, I can't remember I can't remember how to play. Uh, No, I'm going to do it through YouTube. Cool like an unlisted YouTube live stream that is going to go through Patreon. Um, And yeah, three bucks a month. Oh, um, that's yeah. That's to get access to that. And then, and then I think I'm going to, if that goes well, then I'm going to do this other thing, which ends, I think it's like eight bucks a month to be on this, where I'll do it twice, um, twice a month stream of just mornings with Jerry, where we'll just chat about stuff. 
Cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope I like it. I hope yeah. it's all right. I talked to Dent May, and we'll he. See. Dent May's advice was like, just do what you can. <laughs> don't over, like, um, oh, wh- wh- I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but don't over, say you're going to do too much. It. Yeah. If don't if, over. That's what Dent was saying about Dent's, his Patreon. Dent's uh, Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't, don't, yeah. you know, yeah. Because he's like, I'm doing a mix every I know, week. Dent, I feel like, yeah, because I, I was like, I feel like Dan was the first person who I saw was like, who's doing that. And I was like, yeah, I, guess I should probably do that. No, I can't tour. I got to totally. do something. I got to do something to remind people I exist. <laughs> it's fun. It's like it's it's fun. It's like it's not Instagram. It's not these. Other, it's like people who want who want to be with you. Yes. You know? And and they want and they want to and they want to support you. And it feels nice. And it feels weird as an artist to ask for money. Uh, I have a problem with asking for a lot of things, but money is one of those things. I'm like, oh, I don't know why I still feel that way. Yeah, I think for me, the main difficulty is like I have to make it worth people's money. Like, yes. I feel like so much pressure to be like, I have to do something good. Like I can't release music because I'm in a record contract. Yes. So it has to be something that I can do that doesn't involve making new music. Um, so it's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've felt a lot of pressure on myself to make sure it's good. So hopefully it is good, and uh, I'm happy about that, and so are the people who are paying $3. Totally. It's very common to feel that we never feel like you're giving enough. Like, I hope this is worth $3, but at the end of the day, it is. It's your time. It's your art. Like, we love your songs. I want to hear how you wrote some of these songs. Like, yeah. 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 I know. Totally it's worth fu- it. It's funny also because, like, the Eternal Family thing is 5 bucks a month, and most people don't know what it is and mm-hmm. it's just funny because it's like so much work goes into that like we <laughs> really like spend i mean i don't do as much work as my collaborator dan straight um who just spends you know so much time editing and mm-hmm. all these things like he's really the the person who oh the edits are so great most of the time um but yeah it's just it's it's just funny to like put so much work into something that you really get so i mean the fulfillment and it's like so fun to do it's great but but also like you get so little monetary compensation for (laughs) for so much i know well i love your patreon idea man so we'll definitely promote the patreon and by the time this comes out it will be out and you will be doing it yeah this will come yeah i mean you can subscribe now hopefully i I am hopefully i like it and i keep doing it all right. That is, that is my hope. Well, uh, besides the Patreon, what's uh, what would you say is the best way to support you right now in these times? Um, I mean, listen to my music. Listen to Abracadabra. I think it's good. I think I it's good, too. A good time making it. I yeah. mean, I really, yeah, I don't know. I You know, it's weird because I also feel like there's been less engagement with the album because of no touring. So it, it almost feels like I spent like two years making something that then... I just like threw out and I'm like, okay, enjoy. And then I can't even yeah. tell if anyone's listening to it or anything. Yeah. Like, so it, it, it feels, you know, that, that feels a little frustrating. So please listen to that. Yeah. Please listen to my new album, um, which is, I think it's still technically new, even though yeah. it came out like four months ago. Very new. Ago. It doesn't feel new because that's just the way um, the world works now, but it's very new. It's very new. But yeah. Uh, yeah, listen to that. 
get an eternal tv subscription watch that you can just send me money <laughs> in general yeah yeah <laughs> or you could also just not do that i mean who, who it's fine you don't have yeah. it. it's not a big deal oh, probably better to just donate donate to a mutual aid fund totally <laughs> um yeah i don't know yeah just listen to my music that's, that's all i really care about well yeah well on on that note yeah thank you so much for for doing this this is so fun yeah. thanks yeah. for asking yeah <laughs>